Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Augustine of Hippo, a familiar voice on this podcast and one of the great Western Fathers of the Church. Known as the Doctor of Grace, St. Augustine has left us powerfully insightful works, such as On the Trinity and the Confessions. He also penned and delivered hundreds of homilies, and this week we listen to an excerpt from his Homily 90, wherein St. Augustine ponders Jesus' parable highlighting the King's invitation to the banquet and the wedding garment. All the faithful know about the wedding of the king's son and the banquet is celebrated with, and the fare of the Lord's table is offered to all of them at will. But it is of some importance how you approach when access to the table is not forbidden you. In fact, the Holy Scriptures teach us that the Lord provides two banquets, one to which both good and bad people come, and the other to which the bad do not approach. So, the Lord's banquet about which we just heard when the gospel was read clearly had good and bad people on the invitation list. All who excuse themselves from attending the banquet are bad, but not all who did come are good. So, I am addressing my remarks to all you good people who sit down to this banquet. Those of you who take to heart the words, whoever eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks judgment upon himself. All of you who are of that sort, I am reminding not to look for good people outside, but also to put up with bad people inside. I'm sure your graces would like to hear who the people are about whom I am reminding you not to look for good people outside, but to put up with the bad people inside. Well, if all those inside are bad, who am I addressing my reminder to? If, on the other hand, if all those inside are good, whom am I advising 
to put up with the bad. So let's first try, with the Lord's help, to resolve this question as best we can. If you weigh up the meaning of good clearly and absolutely, no one is good but the one God. You have the Lord's own plainest statement. Why ask me about the good? No one is good but the one God. So how did that wedding feast have good and bad guests if no one is good but the one God? The first thing you must know is that we all are, according to one way of looking at it, bad. Definitely. We are all of us, according to the one way of looking at it, bad. Also, according to one way of looking at it, we aren't all good. I mean, we can compare ourselves with the apostles. And the Lord said to them, So if you, though you are bad, know how to give good gifts to your children. If we consider the scriptures, we find there was one bad among the twelve apostles about whom the Lord says elsewhere, And you are clean, but not all of you. And yet, addressing them all together, he says, If you, though you are bad. Peter heard this, John heard it, Andrew heard it, and the other eleven heard it. What did they hear? You, though you are bad, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? On hearing they were bad, they must have despaired. On hearing that God in heaven was their Father, they could breathe again. Though you are bad, he says. So what do bad people deserve but punishment? How much more, he says, will your Father who is in heaven? What else is due to sons but a reward? With being called bad comes fear of punishment. With being called sons comes the hope of being heirs. So, in one respect, the same people were bad, who in another respect were good. I mean, those who were told, though you are bad, you know how to give good gifts to your children, immediately afterward heard the words added, How much more will your Father who is in heaven? etc., etc. So, he is the father of bad men, but not of men to be abandoned because he is the doctor of men, to be healed. So in one way, they were bad. And yet those guests of the royal host at the king's wedding, about whom it is said, they invited the good and the bad, don't belong, I think, to this class in such a way that they should be reckoned among the bad, whom we heard about being cast out in the person of the man found to be without a wedding garment. In one respect, I have been saying, those who were good were bad. In another respect, those who were bad were good. 
Listen to John on the respect in which they were bad. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. There you have in what respect they were bad, because they had sinned. In what respect were they good? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins, and he will cleanse us of all iniquity. So if we say, according to this explanation, which you have heard me support, as I think, from the Holy Scriptures, that the same people are both good in one respect and bad in another respect, and if, if it is in this sense that we wish to take the statement, they invited the good and the bad, that is, people who were both good and bad, if that's how we wish to take it, we are not allowed to do so because of that man who was found not to have a wedding garment and who wasn't just thrown out so that he was deprived merely of sharing in the banquet, but was so that he was condemned to punishment in eternal darkness. But someone will say, what's the significance of one man? What's surprising about that? Does it matter much if one man not having a wedding garment crept in with the mob among the servants of the royal host? Could it just be because of him that it says they invited the good and the bad? So pay close attention, brothers and sisters, and make an effort to understand that one man was one whole class because there were many of him. Now let a careful listener answer me and say, I don't want you to fob me off with your guesses. I want it proved to my satisfaction that the one man was many people. The Lord will be standing by. I will prove it plainly, and I won't need long to be able to prove it. God will help me with his very own words and will ensure through me that it will be clear to you. Here you are. The householder went in to observe the guests at table. Notice, my dear brothers and sisters, that the only business of the servants was to invite and bring along the good and the bad. Notice that it doesn't say, the servants looked over the seated guest and found there was a man who didn't have a wedding garment and said to him, that's not what's written. It was the householder who observed, the householder who made the discovery, the householder who made the distinction, the householder who effected the separation. At this point, that was not to be overlooked, but it was something else we had undertaken to prove, how that one man was so many people. So the householder went in to observe the guests at table, and he found a man who did not have on a wedding garment, and he said to him, Friend, how did you get here not having a wedding garment? But he was speechless. 
The one who was questioning him, you see, was not the sort of person for whom he could make up any excuse. That garment, in fact, was being observed on the heart, not on the body. If it had been the sort you put on over the rest, its lack wouldn't have passed unnoticed even by the servants. You can recognize where the wedding garment is to be worn from the text which says, May your priests be clothed with justice. It is about that garment that the apostle says, Provided we be found clothed and not naked. So a man was discovered by the Lord who had escaped the notice of the servants. When questioned, he is speechless. He is bound, he is cast forth, he is condemned, one out of many. O Lord, I said you are advising me how to advise them all. Recall with me the words you have heard, and in a moment you will discover that the one man was many. In a moment you will be judging for yourselves. Certainly the Lord had questioned one man, had said to one man, friend, how did you get in here? One man had been speechless, and about that one man it has been said, bind him hand and foot and cast him out into the outer darkness. That is where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why all this? For many are called, but few are chosen. What could anybody oppose to this manifestation of the truth? Cast him, he says, into the outer darkness. That one man, of course, about whom the Lord says, for many are called, but few are chosen. So few are not cast forth outside. Sure, that was just one man who didn't have on a wedding garment cast him forth. Why is he to be cast forth? For many are called, but few are chosen. Leave the few, cast forth the many. Certainly it was just one man. This quite definitely one man was not only many, but in the mass he quite surpassed the number of the good. After all, the good also are many, but in comparison with the bad, the good are few. Large crops of wheat are produced, compared with the quantity of the chaff, and the grains are few. The same people, taken in themselves, are many. In comparison with the bad, few. How can I prove that in themselves they are many? Many shall come from the east and the west. Where will they come to? To that banquet to which good and bad enter together? He was speaking of another banquet, and so he added, And shall sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom. That is the banquet to which the bad are going to have no access 
Let the present one we assist at be worthily received to ensure we come at last to that one. So the same people are many who are few, many taken by themselves, few in comparison with the bad. So what did the Lord say? He found one man and said, Let the many be cast forth, let the few remain. For to say many are called but few chosen amounts to showing openly who in this present banquet are of the sort to be taken on to that other banquet to which none of the bad will have access. St. Augustine of Hippo, pray for us. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord.